In the ever-changing world of retail, you need solutions you can count on. Welcome to Keeping Count, a podcast from the inventory accuracy experts at Datascan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Herb's Hot Takes. I'm Tyler Kern, and I'm joined, as always, by Herb Billings, the VP of Technology Strategy at Datascan. Herb, welcome back to It's your show. Why am I welcoming you? But welcome to, the, to another episode of Herb's Hot Takes. Well, I'm happy to be here. We are starting a new series today, a four-part series on returns. And today we're going to be diving in a little bit more and talking about the, the growing problem of returns for retailers. Uh, why is this an important topic for us to discuss today, Herb? Well, it's a big problem for retailers right now. Uh, before omni-channel sales, before online sales, um, you could go into a store, you could try on items, uh, you could touch the fabric, feel what was going on, uh, if you liked it or not, see how sturdy the pro product was. Um, and, and again, before online sales, retailers typically had strict return policies that prevented or discouraged returns. Mm -hmm. um, returns cost money for the retailers, and so they wanted to eliminate that as much as they could. Uh, now, though, with online shopping, uh, returns have become a really big deal, and they have gone up in quantity and in cost uh, every year since online shopping began, and the increases are almost all due to online shopping. That's a really interesting point. That was that was something I wanted to discuss with you was the impact of online shopping because obviously there's a risk there for the consumer, right? I can't touch, I can't try on, I can't do all of the things that I might normally do with merchandise before I buy something, right? And so there's a little bit of a higher risk for both retailer and, and consumer that I might get this thing and it might not fit the way I want or it might not be the exact way that I wanted it to be. So there's a little bit of risk there, which I'm assuming gets put back in when it comes to, to returns. That's absolutely right. And and the, the ways that, uh, the, the reasons for returns, the way that um, that it works typically is is best described with the apparel industry mm -hmm. or footwear. Um, the fit is a, a common problem. In fact, seventy percent of shoppers in America last holiday season returned at least one item due to fit reasons. Wow! Um, it that shows the size of the problem. Another thing uh, that retailers will will have to support is that home is the new fitting room. It was that way prior to the pandemic, but even more so once the lockdowns hit. Um, it, it's the new fitting room. So you'll get two or three sizes just like you might in a store, try them on, return two back. Uh, the feel is a very, very difficult thing to assess in an online description. What does the term soft mean? Uh, and then what is the opposite of soft? Uh, t-shirts are, are a, a big deal for me. I, I wear a lot of t-shirts, but if it's too soft, um, I don't want it. I want 100% cotton that feels right. right. How do you describe feels right in a description? It's impossible. Um, color is another big reason for returns. And you don't have to look far. Uh, I believe it was a couple of years ago, maybe just a year ago, was that dress online blue or was it gold? Right. And nobody could agree how in the world do you get this right uh, in an omnichannel site. Uh, the descriptions are, you know, not just about the feel, the fit, or the color. Uh, the descriptions are a challenge. They can be misleading. Mm -hmm. They can be incomplete. Uh, I've seen many with poor wordings. Um, and then, you know, you look to reviews to be helpful, but if there are not a lot of reviews, you have to question whether this review is an honest one or not. 
Right. Is it somebody's friend that's putting it in? Is it an employee of the company? Uh, those are a challenge as well. So there are many ways to get this uh, to get this wrong and mislead the the consumer, either intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, most of it's unintentional, and uh, and returns are a big deal as a result. You know, and that's a great point. And everything that you're describing is also a matter of opinion that can differ between person to person. What you describe as soft might not be what I describe as soft. And so you can just see how, how many problems there are when it comes to that for retailers. Now, one of the things that, that I was wondering is you, you use that 70% number, 70% of people returned something that they got over the holiday season last year due to fit. So I'm curious if you could go a little bit broader beyond just the holiday season and give us an idea of how big this problem really is for, for retailers. Sure. Um, the National Retail Federation, or the NRF, uh, does an annual study on this. And in 2020, in the U.S. alone, uh, consumers returned about $428 billion of merchandise, which represented about 10% of all retail sales. Now, that's brick and mortar plus online. Um, that's a 20% increase over 2012, just eight years prior. Um, online returns, as we've discussed, actually have a much higher rate of return. Mm -hmm. Uh, overall, it was about 18% in 2020. Uh, that's interesting and, and a whole lot more than just the 10%, um, but the apparel and shoes seem to be the biggest problem, and they can suffer between 30 and 40% return rates. It definitely differs by category, uh, and it depends on what you're returning. Wow. So um, that's kind of the size and the scope uh, of this issue. What other problems uh, or what issues are there for retailers when it comes to returns? You know, it's not just the quantity of items that are returned. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we've been talking about so far to try to get a, an idea of the size of the problem, but also the cost of each return. You know, the policies used to be much more restrictive. Uh, stores would say, you know, you have seven days to return an item, or you may only return an item if it's defective. Uh, and then once you return it, you can only get in-store credit. Those were the types of things we lived with prior to online sales. Uh, now, uh, well, back in the early days of online selling, Zappos is a really good example with shoes. Uh, nobody would want to buy a pair of shoes without trying them on. I mean, right. there's always a width and a length problem, and how does it feel... Uh, Zappos was a pioneer in that market, and what they came up with was free returns. So the shipping, the return shipping was free. Not only was it free, they pre-printed the label for you, assuming that they had a, a high enough number of returns that that made sense. So the label to return it was included in the box. It was the easiest thing you could do. Try on, they encouraged multiple pairs. You would try on what you, uh, what you received and return the rest. Um, this increased the cost for all retailers because they could no longer have restrictive return policies. They could no longer say in-store credit only. They have to give you your money back, um, at least to compete. And so today it's, it's all about, you know, free, easy, painless. And that is definitely costing retailers more money uh, in the long run for them to manage a returns process. 
So her, for this episode, our primary goal is to set up the problem that, that returns are creating for retailers, the, the issues and all of that, um, to give people an idea of where we're going for the rest of the series. So today, we're setting up the problem. So tie a bow on this episode for us, if you would, um, and, and just give us a nice little summary of the issues that are created by returns for retailers. Sure. Um, the, the returns environment right now for consumers is great. Uh, but what we don't realize is that we are, in fact, paying for it. Mm -hmm. A retailer has a tremendous amount of expense dealing with returns. Uh, we pay for that through the prices of their other products that we actually keep. Right. Um, retailers are estimated to lose up to a third of their revenue in returns. Uh, it's a big, big problem, and they need to address it. We will be looking forward to uh, what actually happens to returns. Uh, and how to minimize returns and what are the best practices in future episodes. That is what we in the business call a tease. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes of Herb's Hot Takes, where we will dive into those further topics on the issue of returns. In the next episode, we'll be talking about what happens to those items that you do return and, uh, and where they go and all of those sorts of things. And so a lot coming up on future episodes of Herb's Hot Takes. But for this one, we are tying a bow on it and wrapping it up. So Herb Billings, VP of Technology Strategy from Datascan. I've been your host, Tyler Kern. We'll see you for the next episode of Herb's Hot Takes.